First episode, 2023 Market Matters Podcast. Thank you, my friend. I'm excited about this one because we're going to try to accomplish a feat we've never done before. Yes, we are. We're going to move really fast today. We're going to move fast, be super clear, and finish in maybe 10 minutes. I guess we're going to find out since we've already used 18 seconds. Guys, what we're going to do today, what we're talking about is quick recap of what happened in the 2023, excuse me, 2022 real estate market and give our projections for 2023. And there's a handful of uh, specific characteristics, market characteristics that we're going to point to. Um, But the first thing that we want to start with is just a quick little explanation of Adam. What did you see supply and demand relationship 2022? And how does that apply to what we, how we should think about what's coming in 2023? Ooh, this is such a good question because everybody we know, all our clients are hearing tons of information about real estate. Some of it is really accurate. Some of it's really terrible. Some of it's accurate and incorrectly applied. And so consumers are left out there to go, what in the heck is going on? So this is kind of a good question you're asking, and it's fun to be able to equip our buyers and sellers with a special tool of just understanding the dynamics that make things true or false. So we're going to give you a tool that you can use to apply to the headlines and create kind of a true or false relationship. And that is simply this. Real estate is a function of supply and demand. Supply refers to the number of homes that are on the market. Demand, of course, refers to two things, actually. It refers to the population size and the availability of interest rates or or how um, affordable interest rates are to the average consumer. So if somebody's going to make a decision about whether or not a crash is going to come, they would need to see a precipitous increase in supply and a precipitous decrease in demand. So you have to ask yourself when you see the highlights and the headlines, do I think this is coming, this is going to affect supply or do I think that this is going to affect demand? Now, let's use that tool and apply it to 2022. What do we see in 22? Yeah, so 2022, we saw a significant increase in the cost of capital. We saw interest rates increase from the beginning of the year at 3.25% to as high as 7% mm-hmm. late October of this year. So now we know if, if interest rates go up, that should affect demand. Exactly. Now we saw buyer activity decline by about 35% in okay. the second half so of the year relative to 2021. Good. So rates went up and we did see a hit in supply. Exactly. Okay. Our tool is working. Now, we also saw an increase in inventory, but Mm. what we saw was an increase of inventory from a completely anemic level to still incredibly low relative to the population of the seven county Denver metro area Mm. or the entire front range area, including Colorado Springs. So while we did have a decrease in demand, unquestionably. What we did not see is a precipitous increase in supply. And as a result, we have more of a balanced buyer-seller market that led to overall year over year, a 1% rate of appreciation in the average home. Interesting. So everybody, all the highlights were freaking out last year in 2022, talking about a crash in real estate. And in one sense, there was a big difference in real estate. We went from an appreciation rate, you know, depending on the house and location, somewhere between eight and 16% appreciation for previous years, that eight to 16% appreciation went down to 1%. Yes. Exactly. So you're still, the car is still moving forward, but it's not no longer moving forward at 90 miles an hour. Now it's moving forward at a nice, reasonable 20 miles an hour. Yeah, exactly. And what, what we actually saw in the second half of the year was the correction from this meteoric pace that we've had in 2021, or excuse me, 2020 and 2021. And now we are back to a pace that was more typical of 2016 through 2019, which is a little bit more inventory 
a modest number of buyers and and I think based on the interest rate increase, a an appropriate reduction in the number of buyers out there. So it was actually kind of good news. We went from this breakneck speed, you know, you're when a car's going ninety miles an hour, you're worried when it hits the curves it's gonna go off the track and, you know, do a rollover. Down at 1% appreciation, this is kind of a normal market. This is what we want to see continue. Okay, so our tool works for analyzing 2022. We did see interest rates did cut demand. However, population still grew in our Denver market, front range market, let's call it. And we still saw a much more constrained supply channel. And that's explains very clearly why we didn't see a crash. Exactly. Okay, so let's take the tool and look at 2023. What do we see? Yeah, so I, you know, your and my projections based on some um, uh, kind of inside baseball that you can explain here in a minute of why do we believe interest rates are actually going to drop. Mm-hmm. What we're going to see more than likely is the cost of capital reduce. Mm-hmm. As that cost of capital reduces, we're more than likely going to see an increase in the number of buyers uh, in the marketplace relative to the second half of 2022. And I think that we're going to see a modest number of sellers on the marketplace because the average seller, excuse me, their average homeowner out there has a 3.75% or lower interest rate on their current home and about 50% equity in that property. And so the characteristics or the conditions that need to exist in the average homeowner's life to have them want to move or put their home on the market that would flood the market with uh, with inventory would need to be pretty catastrophic. That's and right. unless we see something truly catastrophic happen in our society, then I think we're we're going to see is modest inventory and an increase in the number of buyers. And ultimately, what that will do is drive um, some modest appreciation this year. I'm expecting we see between about a 2 and a 5% appreciation rate annualized this year. I think that's right, Matt. And that goes against um, much, again, of the sensational headlines that are out there that are saying, hey, we're teetering on 2008 again, and uh, boy, we're going to fall through the floor. But people need to understand the dynamics given the tools we just gave them. So let's think through supply really clearly. To your point, you just pointed out two incredibly important things. Number one, there's about 50% equity in the average home right now. That means they've got a lot of wealth tied up in that home, and so they're going to fight to keep it. They're not going to go to foreclosure. It's very, very rare that when somebody has more than 30% equity, they uh, foreclose. Almost never happens. Could, but it's rare, and people need to understand that. So we're probably not going to see a big glut of supply for that reason. And then secondly... Consider that in 2008, when all the foreclosures began to occur, it was actually a phenomenon of payment, not price. It was because all of those payments began to adjust up on those adjustable rate subprime mortgages. So now the house you're living in each month costs you more than it cost me the month before. Well, that really incentivizes me to get out of this house, even if I do have some equity here. I'm out. Okay. It's the exact opposite right now. Right now, the average homeowner, to your point, has got a fixed payment 30 years in the threes. That means their current payment now and forever will be lower than if they foreclose and go try to rent. If they try to rent, they're going to get a higher monthly payment. So there's no incentive for a glut on the sale side. And on the buy side, we're likely to see more demand support as interest rates come down. Now, this can be a little confusing for people because all the headlines are talking about the Fed continuing to increase rates. And I think the Fed will continue to increase rates. However, There's a cushion between the Fed rate and the mortgage rate that consumers get. And right now that that cushion is too thick for a number of reasons we've talked about in other podcasts. Since this is a teaser, a little 10-minute teaser, I'm not going to go into the dynamics about why. I just want to tell people that cushion is going to get thinner. So even as Fed rates come up, mortgage rates are likely to come down. 
And we'll start to see that here starting, we think, in February, March, and that will support more buyer demand, not less. So this tool should hold in helping people interpret what's coming in 2023. And I think that's why your analysis here is pretty insightful. We're probably going to see something like a normal appreciation rate. Historically, that appreciation rate's been 4%. You just called it 3 to 5 I buy that. I think that's about right. Yeah. You know, I, I would say that there are a couple of wild cards that we should acknowledge. And there are definitely yeah. some people who should not be engaging in real estate uh, because of those wild cards. That one wild card, I would say, is... Um, the potential for unemployment as a result of the Fed continuing to raise the Fed overnight fund rate. Yeah. That the Fed is even predicting that unemployment rises to 4.6%. You and I have thrown out a number of where we wouldn't be surprised if we saw unemployment a little over 6%. Yeah. What that means is about another 7 million uh, Americans out of work. And what that could cause is a, little, is a tipping point in the number of sellers that end up going to market. And so that would be that increase in supply without an increase in demand. And that could cause a pullback in values. Ironically, if you see that precipitous increase in unemployment, that would also cause a pivot from the Fed. They have said that's the point at which they would pivot. And now you're going to see interest rates pull back even lower, exactly. which again would support further demand. So even as we look into the kind of catastrophic, um, we can see probably a flattening of real estate. We don't expect it to be appreciating a ton. You know, 4% is kind of the historical mean. We like to see that. But even if it is 1%, even if it loses 1%, 2%. Um, that's kind of in the who cares bucket. That's a nothing burger. That's going to happen in normal market fluctuations and actually indicates a healthy market. So the kind of things that would create a precipitous rise in um, uh, uh, so on the supply side are really kind of outside the current even geopolitical, you know, when we look around and look at all the turmoil None of those things are very likely to create massive increases in supply because the house you're in is the best available payment. And so people tend to look for the best available payment when they can get it. Yep, I agree. Well, um, so our quick recap is 2022 was a rough adjustment year. Yeah. 2023 appears to be uh, increased demand as a result of the cost of capital coming down, meaning the mortgage rates more than likely coming down. We yep. might see high, f uh, high fours, low fives um, over the next 12 months. And that we don't expect a flood of sellers to the market because the sellers are in a very secure position with a lot of equity in their home and very low payments as a result of low interest rates. That's right. Um, we, I, I, I do think that we're going to see a lot more emotional engagement in the marketplace mm -hmm. because the, the drama of the 2022 adjustment for the most part is over. And so I think people are going to be more interested in, okay, what's possible in my life now? Mm -hmm. So the big shift that I think we're really going to see in a consumer mindset is they're no longer purchasing a home because of the investment. They're going to be purchasing homes now uh, and making um, you know moves in their lifestyle as a result of lifestyle choices. Mm -hmm. uh, so seeing real estate as a short-term investment, I think, is just gone, yeah. uh, at least for the foreseeable future. And so we want to encourage people to be really strategic about your purchases and, and recognize that you're going to be driven ultimately by, how do I want to be living my life and what experiences do I want to have with the people that I love? And that's what a home is getting back to representing again. Yeah. And we think that's a very good thing. It's exciting. Welcome to a normal market. Exactly. Well, welcome it. to 2023, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. And uh, you'll listen to us in a month when we give you a recap and whether or not we were right about what's happening in January. See you guys then. Take care. Join Connor Corner where the big boys play.